edition of the Little Bird Podcast. My name is Dan Ledbetter, and with me again is the lovely and talented CEO, founder, and mama bird of Little Bird Marketing, Priscilla McKinney. Now, you've caught us right in the middle of a conversation that we've had about writing and freelancing and all points in between. So let's go ahead and just jump right back into the conversation. Well, I think sometimes it's almost like algebra class in high school where they say, show your work. Right. (laughs) And it's like, I don't want to show you my work. Good God. It's like coffee stained paper with like bits of corn chips on it. Listen, I made sausage. You don't want to see it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And I think that's what's so funny is because writing is such a, man, what's the word? What's the word? Almost, uh, I was going to say tangible. The thing you do in your underwear? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Maybe that's what I should put. Dan Ledbetter, I sit around in my underwear and make words. But I I, I think... I don't want to know what you podcast in, please. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm just going to say this. It's it's almost Halloween, and so I'm just trying out different looks. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Now that I believe about you. So, well, let me ask you this. Let's kind of go a different direction. What do you think it takes to make a talented writer well for me and the way i write i think i think you have to have someone who's a little bit off (laughs) you know what i mean i because i honestly believe that you have to look at things really differently to to be a good writer because you have to experience things in a new way like like let's say you were well let's talk about the snuggie for example we always seem to go back to that i know but (laughs) yeah i know (laughs) For God's sakes, why? But we always do. <laughs> but, I mean, the Snuggie, if you think about it, it's really just a, a blanket with arms. A reverse blanket with arms, to, for that matter. And so somebody came up with the idea, and so they were sitting down, okay, how are we going to market this? And my guess is they probably had a focus group, or they had a group of people, and there was one guy in there, mm-hmm. just some nut job, who was who was like going, oh, wow, dude, I could sit on the couch and my... My arms won't get cold when I go walk around and look for the remote, you know, like some some mm-hmm. weird process. Some somebody thought of a use for it mm-hmm. that was outside of what they of what they were thinking. That's probably a poor example because that's really what what it's used for. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm sure that somebody who was just a little off center came up with with a concept mm-hmm. that they go, oh crap, that's exactly what we need. So I, I think that's the first thing, and I think the second thing mm-hmm. is to really get in tune with who it's going to be sold to, you know, your target audience. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I think you need somebody who's a little off-center, someone who's in tune with who it's going to, and somebody who is willing to just come up with a thousand ideas mm-hmm. and, yeah. and be okay with having 999 rejected. Well, I think, yeah, what you're saying about the first one is really a unique perspective, and sometimes it's that oddball who has a unique perspective on life, period. And I think what's a bummer for some people is that they don't realize they have a unique perspective on life. And so I've what I've had to learn over time is that you have to explain sometimes or write about the things to you that seem really obvious or natural because they're not obvious or natural to other people. And sometimes I think that we miss writing what could be really our best work because we think, ah, everybody knows that. But really, it's only something that we've intuited or that we see that way. And our perspective is unique. You know, you need to really embrace that unique perspective. I 
have a very different perspective on Americana or anything. I didn't, you know, I, I grew up a lot of years in Europe. And so I don't see a lot of things the way my peers see it. But sometimes I forget to explain that or I forget to share my perspective that's different. And then I, at the end of a conversation or at the end, of, you know, of, of the end of, you know, whatever discussion we're having, I realized, you know, if I had started at the beginning and shared my unique perspective, I think we would have gotten somewhere. So I think there's that you mentioned that that's the first thing is like having a unique perspective. And then you talk about target, target audience, but let's throw in there. What about just a unique voice, like a, a unique way of changing the tone right. of how people see things? You well, know, now here's a, here's a perfect example. Um, and this is a little known fact because it didn't really, it didn't go on air very for very long. You can find it on YouTube. Woolite. Mm-hmm. Woolite wanted a commercial directed by Rob Zombie. Okay. Written and directed. So now you know Rob Zombie, right? No, he- I don't. The heavy metal guy. Oh, you oh. don't know. Oh, Rob yes. Zombie, he, he uh, used to front a band called White Zombie. Right. Yes. And then he, okay. he got out on his own, and he, he has actually forged a really significant career as a movie director and writer. So he's got this unique style. It's sort of a cross between um, 70s... Uh, slasher exploitation film style kind of like a almost like a tarantino but Uh way farther to the right so woolite of all people i don't even know how i would have loved to have been in the conversation about who are we going to get to do our next commercial Hmm, who is there well (laughs) rob zombie rob zombie how about him (laughs) that's an idea (laughs) i'm going you know i I just picture some 80 year old uh you know executive going who rob who Oh, this must have been in the conversation, though, because have you seen Rob Lowe's new commercials for DirecTV? No. Oh, my gosh. Okay, let's let's stay right here for a second, because, you know, you talk about how what a bizarre thing that would be for Rob Zombie and where are they going to go with that? Right. Well, right. the reason why I bring it up, not because it's Rob and Rob, but because it's so funny that he is basically becoming two different people. Here's me, the normal Rob Lowe which obviously has a lot of, you know, sex appeal to the majority right. of the demographic. Sure. <laughs> and um and then he's like and this is me, the pervert basically is what he's saying like, oh, you know. Really? And then he has this creepy life because he doesn't have direct TV. And so oh, he's out funny. there and he has to go to the movies and stare at you because he just can't go home and just be a normal person and watch <laughs> movies from home. Yeah, it's really funny, but that you think about it, direct TV, I wouldn't have associated that with a brand that would want to go a little bit on the edge there. And you think about Woolite, I don't see that as a brand that wants to go on the edge with somebody and go out on a limb. Oh, yeah. And so, but yeah, I think tell that's, the story. That's, that's, but I think that's becoming the trend. I mean, to, yeah. to bring this back, it's... But you're it's, talking about something way before the trend. Yeah, absolutely. This was like one, two, was this like three or four years? It might have even been five years ago mm-hmm. when this went down. I think it was right after uh, Rob Zombie directed the his uh, reboot of the Halloween franchise. Okay. Which was pretty decent, I mean, of, of all the reboots I've seen lately. But this Woolite commercial, which, you know, it's like it's a fabric softener. <laughs> and... He, this commercial, I mean, it's the creepiest damn thing I've ever seen in my life. Really? And, you know, it it takes a lot to creep me out. <laughs> and, and But I'm watching it, and I go, wow, this is really brilliant. But I can see why it didn't fly on mainstream TV, but it was a huge Internet s- sensation. Right. And I think that's they were s- so far ahead of the game on that, where 
where they created something that was just two or three clicks off of what, you know, mm -hmm. the regular primetime viewing folk would watch, although they probably thought it was a preview to a horror film. Right. <laughs> but it became huge on the internet, which is where all that, you know, all the stuff that's, you know, uh, not normally fit for TV, but now even, I mean, TV is even getting to that point where they're, they're sort of doing that bait and switch style of commercial where you think it's something else and then bam, it hits you with, uh, with what it really is. They've got, they've got to be like tapping into the horror of mixing your darks with your lights. Yes. I mean, but, <laughs> but that's kind of what it was. And if you Google it, you should, you should watch it because it's okay, actually okay. a very beautifully filmed commercial, mm -hmm. but it's so odd. And I think that that is when you when you talk about writers and when you talk about finding good writers who can give you like like this was 30 was it even 30 seconds it might have been 15 but it was it was a short amount of time mm -hmm. to get your message across and you you can't just throw out superfluous just all these you know millions of words you've mm -hmm. really got to pare it down to okay what is my bare bones message okay how can I craft that, and how can I how can I uh, carve a path to get there that is the most compelling and engaging way possible? Right. I guess that's kind of maybe I'm just admitting my own problem in my own agency more than anything is saying by the time I explain, you know, I, I write the creative brief and it's everybody can see that for the the client that we have. But when you take that creative brief and you go, okay, now I'm trying to write for a Facebook ad, or now I'm trying to write for native advertising that's going into a blog right. kind of thing. You know, all of a sudden, all these nuances of it, you got to take that and translate it and rewrite. And literally, it's like the process that I go through in my brain, to me, I'm at the point where it's just easier for me to get it done and do it than to explain the whole thing to someone. So I and I, I do struggle a little bit with talent pool where I am. Right. Now, that's about the understatement of the year. But <laughs> Which is a it really I, I I should cultivate better freelancing writers is what I need to do. But that's it's very difficult because by the time you explain walk through the creative brief and you explain every little nuance of it, sometimes that's exactly how much time it would take me to write it. Right. Yeah. No. I I hear you. I hear you. And I actually when I was when I when I moved up the food chain in the publishing industry to where I was the editor and I was actually in charge of people, mm -hmm. that was my biggest. Um, Achilles heel was really finding good writers mm -hmm. who knew the subject and who could get stuff done on time. Right. I could find great writers mm -hmm. who took forever to get wow. me a piece. It's like, I'd have to just say, here's a piece that I want. Let me know when it's done and I'll fit it into whatever issue down the line. And then I had mediocre writers who could get me stuff on time, but it took mm -hmm. a lot of massaging to get it you know, right. I mean, mm -hmm. grammatical errors and things like that. Right. So, uh, so I, I empathize with your, with your plight <laughs> of, yeah. finding, of finding well, good talent. I read all these amazing things online, but the fact of the matter is I'm no Sachi and Sachi and I don't have the luxury of, of time to have, uh, or, or funding to have four writers on staff to choose from. And all four of you write this piece and I'll pick the best one. <laughs> right. I, you know, I don't have those kinds of budgets and, and you say that, but you know, the truth of the matter is probably they don't have that kind of, they're probably all sitting there. Oh, we don't have a luxury of time either. So I, I don't know. It, it's difficult, but all, all to say is that I, I agree with you. The people, writers, they need to have a unique perspective. They need to have a unique voice, like some interesting way of just setting a different 
tone, interrupting that pattern of how I normally approach and engage with writing. You know, you I, I really hate it that these these kind of sensational pictures that go along with some of these ads, if you're, you know, so I, I'm in Missouri halftime and in Kansas halftime, where to say Kansas, you know, homeowners save thousands of dollars. And it'll have a picture that's completely unrelated, but it's a sensational picture, which makes you want to click it. It's intriguing. Right. And that kind of needed advertising and that kind of, there's like that, it still has that sense of where it's tricking people online. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm really excited to see that die out sometime, which yes. it's never going to, but, um, but that kind of stuff drives me crazy when I really think what really should drive thing is really content, like really yes. quality content. And uh, eventually, you know, I'd love a, a beautiful world where content is truly king all the time. Yeah, you know, let's just dream of that, right? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) It's so sad, though, but because you're absolutely right. And I have have noticed, uh, because I'm on Facebook a lot, Mm -hmm. that, like, some of the ads that come through that are targeted towards me Mm -hmm. are just so bizarre. It's like... The, apparently, they think that I have uh, bowel problems and I need car insurance. <laughs> I don't want to know why they think that. <clears throat> I don't know either. I'm, I'm just sitting there going because I know that, you know, they, they, they search keywords and things like that. And that's how they serve up the ads. But I'm going, at what point did, did they think I have intestinal problems? Right, how right. did I even get to that point? And then they'll they'll bait and switch you because I've noticed this trend where they'll have a picture like you had just said, mm-hmm. totally unrelated. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe kind of related, like for the insurance stuff. Mm-hmm. They'll have a picture of a truck with an attractive woman in a bikini. <laughs> and it says... Let me guess, you clicked on it. <laughs> I did click it. And and I was, because it was so small, and I was going, well, what is what does she look like a uh, normal size? And But this is a funny thing. It's like when you click through, there's absolutely nothing there that ties into that. No. And it's just about the, you know, you save 7% on your car insurance or right, whatever. Right. So, my, like you said, I, my hope is that, that people get a little more honest with their advertising and uh, that the content really is king. And, and let's even break that down into another subcategory, mm-hmm. that quality content is king. Right, right. Be- well, because I think there's so, much, there's so much junk out there that you have to weed through to find, you know, a good, it's, it's like going on YouTube and say, I want to find a funny cat video. Well, Mm-hmm. Good Lord, let's open up that bee's nest mm-hmm. because there's 10 million of them out there. But you have to dig to find a really funny cat video. Well, that's my life for the last month that you're discussing. Because <laughs> 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 of the product that we're putting out. I'm not joking. I mean, we've created a Tumblr account for this client and all we're doing. I mean, I feel I feel like I'm not even doing my job. Sometimes I'm in the middle of stuff at my desk and I'm like, really? I'm still looking at cat videos? Oh, but I mean, that's literally my job right now. So yeah. it's funny that you say that. But here's the <laughs> last thing I'll say about this is that, sure. you know, you get the kind of fish depending on the kind of bait you use. So True. if True. you want mediocre, you know, like not quality, you know, that's not about brand loyalty, whatever, I get it. There's some things that are commodities. They just need to freaking sell it. So they do what they're going to do. But I think you and I are both talking about where we deal constantly with clients who are looking for that quality that are wanting to, you know, really connect their brand with yes. with uh, interesting content. And that that's where you and I live all day long. So we can yep. pick that other star, stuff apart. But my feeling overall is, you know what, write your own story. 
I get that we have to retweet things or that we share other content. I love to share beautiful content other people have. I just shared a piece right. that from a great, you know, advertising writer, Peter Leviton. I just shared a piece that he had written and he really, you know, has a unique perspective to me. I would like to reward that. So I'm not saying that we don't share other people's writing because when of it's course. good, forward it, retweet it, give it the, you know, give it the pat on the back it deserves. But it, on the other hand, write your own story. Yeah. Think about who you are and what you have to offer and do the process and then go kill your babies and put out really your best, your best writing out there. Yeah. I think it I, would be a better advertising world. I, I think you're absolutely right. Well, Priscilla, thank you for opening up that topic. I mean, it, you know, I, I wasn't actually prepared this morning to be interviewed, but uh, <laughs> I, I – <laughs> Thanks for turning the tables. Yeah, <laughs> well, you, have so, you actually have so many more years of writing experience, and so I, I appreciate your input. Oh, not a problem. Well, you can interview me again anytime. That's okay. the <laughs> Next time it's going to be about your favorite horror films, though. Oh, I, well, we, we would need about a uh, two-hour podcast for that because <laughs> okay. I could talk all day on that. Actually, <laughs> that, that we could tie that into marketing somehow, I'm sure. I think how we could tie it into marketing is discussing our our uh, last 10 years of Halloween costumes and why we chose it. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> I think there, I think I still have a restraining order out, so we might want to wait for <laughs> at least another six or seven years before we breach oh that topic. All right, all right. <laughs> well, listeners, of course, we want to hear your comments on this, so please feel free to leave us a comment on our Facebook page, on the Little Bird website, or wherever you downloaded this podcast from. So thanks again, Priscilla, for taking the time out this morning. And once again, this is Dan Ledbetter for the Little Bird Marketing Company, the home of cage-free thinking, saying have a great day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.